from Grooveview Studios in Columbus, Ohio. This is Getting the Brand Back Together, a podcast exploring the interdisciplinary art of banding, branding, and business building. Rock and roll relic, poet, writer, and brandist. I'm your host, Brad Cerconi. Today, we're joined by Craig Wilson from Craig Wilson Photo. Longtime friend of mine, Craig. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about a very interesting subject today, and that is the impact of photography on brands and just what imaging means, bands and brands. Craig, you have been shooting photography. I remember when you went to photo school, correct? How many years has it been? Uh, over 30 years That's I've been doing this. That's unbelievable. We were talking last night about imaging and the effects on brand. You brought up an interesting phrase. You said it really is the energy that you bring to a brand or a band through imaging and the way they want to portray themselves and the story they want to tell. Can you tell our listeners, just from an image standpoint, how the right kind of photo can bring energy to a brand? Your image you know, whatever you're trying to portray right. can be very well impacted by a single image. Right. And we talked about the energy in the shot. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. You know, oh, we're talking about the album cover to London Calling. You said it's a shitty shot. Yeah. <laughs> Quality. But it's wise. awesome. The energy in that with him swinging that bass. Right. It doesn't matter that it's not sharp. It doesn't matter that it's grainy. It doesn't, the energy is pouring out of it. And I know it made a huge impact on me. I was already a Clash fan at that time, but man, I wanted to see it. Right, right, right. You know, maybe you could, wanted to see it. You could feel something through the imperfection of the way the shot was taken, right? Because it, what, like punk, it didn't care about perfection. It wanted something visceral. Imagery doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, there's, you know, a million examples of that. Right, Of right. things that are, you know, timeless or iconic. Doesn't have to be perfect. You know, a lot of times... Everybody's striving for this perfect thing. They think about every detail, every, you brought up album covers, look through album covers. There's some that are very well thought out and very clinical. It's <laughs> a good way of putting it. And then ones that, you know, what the hell they were thinking. Right, right, right. You know, Where there's so, no direction. Right. Where you think there's no direction. Right. And we were also talking about this idea of, in writing briefs, and, you know, I've been in the music business, the advertising business, and the branding business. You've been in the communication arts business and a photographer for, as you said, over three decades. And one of the things we were talking about is this idea of getting lost in your work. That's when you know it's the good kind of work. Right. And you said sometimes on shoots, I was asking you, how do you bring out that quality? Because you're just going after this impact, this moment, this compelling scenario. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be emotional and have that, the, the word you kept using was energy, which I loved. And this is an unbelievable line. You said that the clients that you most like to work with give you the opportunity to find it on your own. Yeah, I mean, they, they give you a little background, what they're kind of looking for, and then they let me loose in the world that, it, that they're trying to capture. To me, that's, as a photographer, that's the best way I want to do it. I've done all sorts of photography from a very specific layout where the hand's a certain way and it's holding the product a certain way, but it's lit a certain way. Right. Oh, well and good. There's a lot of that and it's, it's needed, I guess, as much as anything else. But 
like when you're looking for an emotional thing or you're 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 trying to capture a lifestyle or a feeling and you know it's better to just kind of see it happen in front of you and hopefully you're there pushing that button at the right time right right and and when you said that to me uh, this idea of i want to find it on my own you said to me sometimes when you do find it that you actually get lost in it so you don't even know because of the process that right. you found it until you go back and look at the shoot later and go oh i was all over this right <laughs> <laughs> So, so how's, you know, that, how's that? I mean, you can't make that happen. It just happens, no, right? You know, these kind of, this is more of like what would be, you know, an editorial shoot. You know? Right. And sometimes it's happening and you, and you don't want to miss anything and you're, and you're moving around and you're taking different angles and you're changing lenses and you're, you know, trying to balance the light or, you know, whatever it is. Hopefully all those things Line flow up. easily and naturally. Right. And, right. you know, sometimes it does. Sometimes you're like, oh man, missed it. Damn, <laughs> you know, but then because I shoot a ton, you know, a lot right. of digital gave me the, you know, the ability to shoot as much as I want. Really. Volume, volume, right? You know, and then you go back and edit. And a lot of times on a big shoot like that, I might not look at it the next day or maybe two days later, mm-hmm. you know, unless the people really are hot for it. Because you want that artistic It's space. good to get away from it and then go back and then your editing's become a really fun part of those kind of shoots for me because you can adapt, tweak, but then you're going through these shots. You're like, wow, that one's good. <laughs> Who took that? You know, I don't remember doing that, but that one's good. <laughs> Put that over there, That's you know, great. and then like, oop, missed that one. Just missed it. Right. Eyes closed. And then you just keep kind of narrowing it down and then you show the client what you got and then they usually have exactly what they want. Right, right. Or more. Or more. Probably more. But Yeah, yeah. Especially you know. in your case. Now, I will... I will say this, you also talked about, we were, we were talking last night about imagery and communication arts and then the idea of true musicianship or true art, right, in rock and roll bands. And you and I were both just saying that there's something in music and in art that when it's not contrived, it just feels better. There's a certain aesthetic, right? I mean, isn't that what any artist is striving for? Right, is the freedom to just create. Right. Right? Not be necessarily scripted. No fences. Right. No fences. Well said. When we were talking about that, you said of somebody who did this in the fashion industry that kind of created their own world is the way that you talked about. And that was Ralph Lauren. Yeah. I mean, that's, he created a lifestyle. Right. Not only in the clothing, but the world that people wanted to live in, you know, from his mind and design he created different worlds you know western world uh new england new york city you know he created these worlds and then put his product into it and let these people live and breathe the the lifestyle he wanted to portray right right. people people love that and that was a game changer oh and that kind of advertising sure exactly so from a from a photography lifestyle, if we talk about lifestyle and branding, and he created these worlds, like you said, that everyone wanted to live in. And then you said that once he got you to fall in love with that world, he then sells you the bits and pieces of that world as right. much as he can. Right. <laughs> right? Right. And that's what a great brand does through imagery, through the stuff that you've been shooting for and 30 he, years. And he was, you know, he's a guy that stayed involved yes. all the time. He never... Oh, I'm this big. I'm moving on. Right. Let a company run. But no, he was always there. Right. As the creative 
visionary. And and that's what's interesting too, that you brought up this idea of keeping imagery relevant, though it can become timeless and classic. So for, I mean, how does, just through the lens, tell me through a lens, if you know a brand, let's say it's a legacy brand and it's iconic, whether it's a Donato's as a pizza company or it's Levi's, how do you keep the brand image-wise relevant through time? What kinds of things do you look for to make sure that it's not dated so it can really remain classic and timeless? Because you were saying things that, that are classic almost can't be bound by time. You said the Cadillac. Yeah. Which I, I mean, think the- is a great example of something that's just classic. And yes, it changes its imagery, but its essence. But the brand, the brand still stands for what? For what it symbolized 100 years ago or what it, whenever it was initiated. Right. So as a photographer, it's an interesting balance that you're living in. You have to have this creative, iconic moment that the brand's living up to, and yet it still needs to remain relevant enough to sell today, right? Right. So if you don't see those kinds of things on a shoot, where you say, oh, well, wait a minute. You know, you've got the brief. Yeah, but you know, the, you, you can't strive for that all the time. Right. Stuff, some stuff is disposable. Gotcha. You know, I shot a lot where fashion changes daily. It was trendy. It was whatever was they, they were pushing that, you know, right. for that season. That's what you shot. Right. Gone to the next. <laughs> you know. A few months later, they're back doing the next season. Right, you know? right, so right. This is, that's disposable stuff. Right, right. You know, the kind of stuff we're talking about, boy, to be let loose on a brand and create the visual of the brand would be the ultimate thing. Why do you say that? Because well, it comes back to your vision to, as well. Right. Or what you're seeing or how you're interpreting what the client needs to be. Right, right. You know, portrayed. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way, but you're right. And then I asked you, what was the second quality you look for? If you understand that art. Glad he wrote all this down. <laughs> that art, <laughs> that art is uh, to capture an image. And you said the emotion behind a product, right? right. And, and how it expresses itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're talking about everything in generalities, it's a lot harder than when you're dealing with a job that, it's in front of you. Okay, right. so where's the energy going to come from? Where's the emotion going to come from? It's hard to explain because, it's like, when you're in it, you're in it. Right. And you're visceral. You know, and you're doing it. Sometimes you got somebody talking to you on the left side of you. Well, what about this? <laughs> you know, or move over here. Look at that over there. And, you right. know. Right. I just want the listeners to know this. You've done shots for me over the last 20 years. First of all, when I got signed to Geffen Records, you were the only person that I hired to do our shots, um, my personal shots, actually. And you were in Cleveland at the time, right? right? I think you had me drinking and smoking in some small warehouse someplace. <laughs> I'm sure. The, the rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we were doing. But, you but know, you, if you think back on that, yeah, I shot that on 4 by 5 film. You're right. Big view camera. Yeah. It was a different time. Different process. I love the way those look, though. There's a romance. There's a romance to that stuff. So this is what I was going to bring up, in all honesty. Not only did you do rock and roll stuff for the band and myself, but 
I remember doing this. This is this was our first commercial. Yeah, this is first the first commercial, commercial, shoot commercial we did job together. we did together, probably. Right. And pay, probably a paying job. A paying job. Right. That we did together. And we made a uh, marketing piece. So you have done darts. You have done restaurants for me when I, you know, uh, in the agency. I've been in the agency business too long to say, <laughs> but since 2000, so 20 years. You've done major manufacturers for the agency. And the one thing is you do make inanimate things look cool and emotional. Well. You do. Well, thank you. I'm just saying, this is, some of the stuff I've had you on is not exciting stuff is what I'm saying. Isn't that the point? I'm trying to make it look. Exactly. Acceptable. <laughs> uh, we've got to fulfill the budget. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> and you do. No, and it's, it's, but I know. just want to know how you do that. I mean, well, like, it's not easy to do, you know, all it's the time. It's an art form. Well, it's an art form. Just like, okay, be creative. Right. Well, I can do it's that not, with words. You know, I can do that with words. Yeah, but, but you, you, if you did believe me, <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of a lot of photos. I know. I can only imagine the pile. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, and but, you don't always hit the mark, right? You. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's been ones that I wish I could have done over. But right. I think I said this to you last night. Sometimes it's what the client's willing to accept yeah, as being. The final product. The final thing. If they, right. if they're happy with it, right? Creatives can beat themselves up every day. There's got to be a time you got to let it go. Right, right, right. And, you know? and and that and I think that is great that you said you said that it's budget and what the client wants, right? So uh, when we were talking about imagery and lifestyle branding, some of the brands we were talking about, Levi's, Tiffany, and things like that, and then you. Um, you said the real impact of imaging was seen in our early days of getting into rock and roll to bring this onto the music subject, that you and I would be at the local buzzard's nest making a music decision based right. on what? Just on the album cover. Just on the album like cover. Like the pictures on the album cover. And I can't tell you how many, you know, back then. There was no Spotify. You take a chance. You take a chance for eight bucks. Five, for, well, even then it was like four ninety nine yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that, yeah. you know, <laughs> for new releases. I did that with the first Van Halen record. Because of the cover. Yeah, the the all gritty looking in the front. And right. David Lee Roth bent over on the back. Right. You know? <laughs> How is this? You know. But that's a profound moment where imagery is leading the brand. And here yeah. we're buying what's funny about that. Well, after I thank about God it. it turned out to be a great record. Right. You know. Did you make any mistakes on records? Oh, with I'm sure. With? I'm sure. I can't tell you who. Okay. No, yeah, but, yeah. You know. But Back I in those days, I had like 800, 900 vinyl records. But that's branding, the ability to have an image that catches our attention about right. something that's audio. It's something that they're selling. The visuality is selling the acoustics yes. of what we're buying. That's interesting, right? Ralph Lauren, same thing. Right. He right. created a world. Right. Your record does the same thing. Hey, man, I want to look like that dude or right. you know, that guy looks cool. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Or the mystique when I first saw Back in Black after the death of Bon Scott and the idea that it was a black album with black typography. It was all black. I had seen Kiss albums. I had seen some Black Sabbath albums that were black. 
But that embossed look of the ACDC logo was you had to have that record. Great record. Yeah. What bands come to mind? I know you have a favorite artist here. I'm going to let you talk about that, though. And I know you have many. But what band comes to mind that you think does a great job, Craig, with a brand or imagery of who they are? Well, there's lots of them. But, you know, one of my favorites, Tom Waits. Right. Just not only his talent, but he is a total artist from his visuals are spot on. His records are unbelievable. His lyrics are unbelievable. crazy. The first time I saw him live, I mean, I, I'd loved him for years and years and years and years. I mean, just never was able to get to a show. And right. he uh, came to Detroit, the Opera House. I mean, oh, a wow. guy I was working with at the time uh-huh. left work on a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon or after work, drove to Detroit, checked into the Holiday Inn. <laughs> You know, a Tom headed, Waits thing to do. Headed down to the show, and everybody that was on the street and in the bars right there were all going to Tom Waits. You could tell and by their every, look. the excitement. No, everybody's talking about it. really the excitement was crazy. So, me and the guy I went with actually didn't have seats together. We each had a single ticket. Okay, it's like Willy Wonka. <laughs> so we uh, had a bottle of scotch that was a good 20 years old. So before the show, we drank half the bottle of scotch, went to the show. I'm sitting alone. Right. You know, right. People all around me, all obviously Tom Waits fan. And the lights go down and the crowd, you know, like just the noise, noise, noise. All of a sudden, the light comes on. It's just this big white tower. And Tom Waits steps as a, you know, like a silhouette to that tower, that tower. And he's standing there and he's bigger in life. There's giant, the place goes nuts. He doesn't move. He just steps in there and he stands. And then he reaches up, grabs his hat, lifts it straight above his head. The place goes crazy. And he walks out and it was just, you know, a dream come true. There. I've seen him a couple of times since. And yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah. The theatrics in his yeah. show. Well, very, what you the, just told, you know, that's an image moment right there. One right? of the, I'll tell you one other cool thing, okay. Tom Waits. Okay. He, he kind of has like this junkyard vibe going on his stage. You know, there's all kinds of weird. And that's interesting. The horns and stuff. Yeah. Right. And they, but every time he stomped his foot. Yeah. A little puff of smoke. <laughs> dust. Every That's time the he, best branding every ever. Every time he stomped his foot, a there was a little puff of dust. On purpose. That yes. was production. It wasn't a dirty floor. How, how this cool is, is that? That's unbelievable. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that dude. In the half a bottle but of But that's thinking. That's helped. thinking. Details. into what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every little detail. I mean, wow. That's great. The other thing is, and we'll put this on the in the podcast notes that you and I talked about uh, last night, which was a creative brief that I shared with you that an art director friend of mine had sent to me. And it was Mick Jagger writing a creative brief. I have it on my phone. It's unbelievable. And he sends this creative brief to Andy Warhol. I don't know which record it's for. We could have looked at the date on that. We'll be able to figure it out. I'm not sure. Yeah. And he says to him, 
I'm sending you this box. This is his art direction, right? His creative brief for Andy Warhol to do photo cover art. And it says in there, he signs it first of all. It says, it says Mick X. There's no last name, just Mick X when he signs it. But the most interesting part of the brief to me is towards the end, the last sentence, he says, oh, and by the way, let us know how much you want us to pay you for this. There's no budget. Yeah. And you said last night, that's how it used to be, That's Brent. how it used to be. Yeah. So to anybody under 40, <laughs> there was no budgets for art back in the day. I'm sure there was one from some place, but right. you never, it was just never. Talked about. You had yeah. to achieve the goal. Like right? when I first was working as an assistant for a big studio, it was crazy how. Is this in these, Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. And when I went to Cleveland, like Cleveland was like the fifth largest advertising market in the country. Yeah. No, I believe that. So it was we were bustling doing, then. Yeah, we were doing. This know, is early 80s? Late, late 70s? 80s. Late 80s. Okay. Early 90s. Okay. You know, the crazy lunches and. The, like Mad Men. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. You know, <laughs> that's a crazy the, well, the, lunch. The client smoked Marlboro, so he got a freak five packs when he right. came. Have them here in case he needs them. Right, right. In case he runs out, we want to make sure he has right. his smokes. Right. Well, five packs, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. You weren't constrained by budgets. And the agency it sure didn't booming. seem like it. Yeah. Right, it didn't seem like it, right. You know. Agreed. But then things got, you know, now it's like, you know, real tight. Most of the time. It is. You know. I agree with you. And part of that is because of the automation and innovation of digital. It oh, makes it sure. easier. I mean. There's a, there's a lot of the yes. stuff's done second compared to what the process used to be. Yeah. So, take us through, though, what the process used to be. Shoot well, we were film. saying about shooting four by five film. Yeah. You know, in a yeah. view camera. Right. You're loading one sheet of film at a time. Yeah. Exposing that film. Right. Well, first you go to the dark room and you load the bo- the the film holder. Okay. You had two films, one on either side. Okay. Load that in, shoot it, box it up, drive it to the lab. They'd say, well, it'll be none around three o'clock. <laughs> and you go back and you get it and then maybe you come back and say, wow, man, it just doesn't look that good. Okay. Better shoot some more film. Okay. And you can shoot more film. Well, long story short, then you'd have to, you know, get the film scanned and that wasn't cheap. Then the retouching was usually done on a print. Correct. Airbrush. Really airbrush. Yeah. And then they would have to reshoot that piece of film to create. Another piece of film. <laughs> right. No, this is how we did it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like down. And it was all about, oh, well, you can't get too many generations down the road. Oh, no. We would all talk would, about generations. It because it would. Ruin. The, well, the, you you'd lose quality. Lose quality. Right. Okay. Right. So. So that was the process. So things took, you know, weeks. Jobs. <laughs> uh, stuff that you do and you could do in two days now. Right, right. You know. Because digital, digital, digital. Do you think we have gained some things and lost some things because oh, of yeah. our, what, what We've gained efficiency. Well, because everything's digital and now that, you know, anybody can alter that image, mm. that's a problem. It is a problem. You know, at least for... Branded. Well, I mean, just in life, you know, like news. Right. You know, there was stuff that, you know, historical things that people went back when they shot film, something that didn't seem significant at the time, might really be significant 70 years later. Right. 
somebody comes across the film and they, look, that's when it happened. Therefore, it's you know, real. It really happened. Digital. Uh, I don't need sure. that shot. Throw it away. So it could alter history. Right, right. Now, that's a great, that's interesting. You know, you can lose it like that. A day's work you could lose like that by right. accidentally deleting. Right. Right. You know, thank God that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but early on, that was, a, that was like a very stressful thing. I got to keep all this information because even you the had to early stages. It. You of, had to archive yeah, it. Yeah, it had to be put someplace. Right. Because, you know, they'd come back. And Want that one shot. I, law, I deleted that picture. <laughs> Could you give me another one? You know. But on the, other, on, the, on the other side, though. It is efficient as hell, right? It's freeing. freeing. It's freeing on a lot of, because you can help it later on. Right. You know, especially if it's a one-time You can amend shot. the shot. Yeah, you can fix. Yeah, fix that's what you were saying. That it, it, today you can fix stuff. Yeah, if the light's not quite right, I right. can, I can yeah. do that. Post. I got it. Right. Well, we you were know. shooting some stuff at Banana Republic. Right. And I said to you, I, there was all this dust on the floor. And you're such an artist at your approach. Your eye is like my tongue, I guess. And, <laughs> and you just, the shot that you got, matter of fact, we're using it for a huge trade show. Thank you, by the way. It just got approved by the client. And I said, well, wait a minute. It's filthy. You all know, no problem. We can get that in post. Now, yeah. 10 years ago, we couldn't. We would have been, we right. would have been. We wouldn't have taken the shot yet. You would have said we can't take the shot, right? Or fifteen well, you'd years. You'd be ago. on your hands and knees wiping up all this, you know. Right. And you do that to a certain extent, but there's right. some things, you know. They say time is money, right? If you got a lot to do, you weigh the decision whether it's worth it to do it now, or right. I can fix that in two minutes. There's a cliche in the world that you're in, in your world. The image, image making, image building world, and image capture, capturing world. I think you do all three of those. They say that image is everything. Do you think that image in this world we're living in now? It is. Yeah. So I was going to ask you: Do you think image is everything, or do you think it isn't? Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Image is everything. Well, image gets you pretty far, especially today. But you have to hold up that image. Right? Yeah. You know, if you fall off brand, there goes your brand. Yeah. You know, or does that change, alter your brand into something else? And morph it maybe a place you don't want to be. Right. So you would agree, though, that right now, in the digital world especially, and in a world that's sped up, right? <laughs> Image Look at everything. social media. I know. It's all about it. You create your own persona, know. you know? I know it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what's this well, this generation? It's, I mean, you and I are older and we use We a, are not. We use it we use it as a tool. Yeah. To spy or keep in contact. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I got three kids and they're on it all the time. I know, and, I know. And image uh, is it makes everything. me it makes me well, yeah. It is. They the, my daughters, you have to have it approved whether it's going out or not. Yes, yes. I didn't tell you you could, you could put that up there. That's right. You know, as a parent. Well, I don't care. I like the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I've been doing professional <laughs> photography for That's 30 right. years. I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, stand back, child. Yes. <laughs> I've had about enough. Yes, yes. We talked about this idea of, you had brought up this idea of something that's trendy. 
in some of those photo shoots. And I remember some of those larger brand shots that you were on and you had shared with me some of those outcomes and they were obviously great work for great brands. When you think about this idea of being timeless and classic, I love that you talk about the idea that you see a difference between something that's classic versus something that's timeless. Well, classic could be a moment in time. Right. Timeless. Which doesn't make it timeless. No, right? it doesn't. Timeless but, or, would, timeless well, would it be could. all moments. It could. It could, but <laughs> you know, timeless is then all moments you know, in time. 50 style is timeless. Right. And classic. Could be. Depends what it is of, right? Of, right? What, right. What, the, what the... And I feel when you said that, that great brands over time are trying to be timeless but yet relevant and classic all at the same time well, i think we were, what we were talking about is things being like american americana right. like a fat piece of the fabric of our country our culture exactly our culture you know? yeah and we were talking and about marlboro budweiser pbr right right miller we, beer elvis right but here's one you brought up that is fabulous and now you're making me yearn to go there <laughs> and that is the American West as a brand. Right. I mean, it is. I mean, to the rest of the world. It is. We're the cowboys. Know? Right. Right? And that is timeless. And that's what draws a lot of people here. Same as New York City. Right. Like you said, same as Elvis, I'm sure there's. But the American West, even back to Ralph Lauren. <laughs> right, right. But it's timeless. You know, he had it's, a whole line of that he stuff. He did, he did, because he, you know, he made the denim live, shirt a luxury right. brand. Right. He made Western. Blue jeans, even. He made blue you know. jeans. He, he drove up, that brand single-handedly drove up the cost of a blue jean. <laughs> they did. He made approachable, casual fashion, all of a sudden, a high-end brand through lifestyle imaging. Right. And everybody does that really now. And now everybody does that. Tommy Hilfiger, if you look at the major brands. And I don't know that Ralph Lauren was necessarily the first one that did it, but he perfected it. He perfected it. In my it. opinion. I, I agree with you. And I you think know. he changed the face. He changed the way the game was played in advertising, marketing, and branding by doing that. So I think that's extremely interesting. What do you do, I guess, is what I'm interested in is when there's a conflict Let's say that the brief that you get, Craig, is spot on. You like it. It gives you enough room to be artistic and create something, right? We talked about a brief being a roadmap, not right. giving us all the things. Right, an outline. An outline to right. do your work. What do you do? Because I know some of the other agencies that you do work for. I know some of the other brands you do work for, and they're fabulous. But what do you do when you get there and you have to improvise? <laughs> that happens all the time. Okay, because the brief might have been one way, but you get on site, you actually look at the well, product. So, so how do you sometimes, how do you overcome so, that? How do you so, improvise? Sometimes you, sometimes you get these these things that the briefs they, they a lot of times they use little stock shots of, you know, something like this or something like this. So right. this is kind of the feel we're going for. Right. Well, they're giving you already proven shots that are maybe with models paid talent sometimes you get in there and well you know this is bob he was a patient for <laughs> this hospital and you know and we want him to have an emotional moment with his wife barbara she's over there in she's the corner. right over there on the bench and they've been you in know, a fight and, and, for three days 
<laughs> that could be the thing. They just may not be lovey, touchy. Right. Emotional you know, plus, people. And then you're putting them in front of photographer, lights, art director. Right. Makeup people. Right. Or 10 people standing there watching them do it. Yes. That's work. Yeah. Like trying to pull something out of, of people like that. And I do that a lot. That's one of the things I like to do. You're very good at it. But you got like no time to get them comfortable, especially when they're real people. You don't want to take up their whole damn day. Right, right, right. You know, right. if you get an hour out of somebody. That's good. Yeah. I mean, think of it. Every day person gets put into this, you know, every once in a while you get one that right. is excited and whatever. But most of them are nervous. and Right. And so you're using agreed to do it, and now they're not so sure uh, they should have uh, agreed to do it. But how do you overcome that? I mean, I know how you do it. You're very gentle about it. You're better than just I try would to work be. them through it. Yeah, yeah. So you do use a lot of psychology, especially when oh, I'm doing. sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to make them feel comfortable and relax, right. and this is what we're doing, and so you can get to that authenticity. That's what you're looking for, right? Right. When I see your shots, commercial or otherwise, but really. I mean, you're even doing shots for this podcast. But when I see your shots, no matter the subject matter, you have an innate ability to make me re-remember the moment better. When I look at that shot. Oh, yeah, because that's only natural, though, that you're seeing it again. You're like, oh. Yeah. But you have, an, you have an uncanny ability to, I mean, we were shooting something for a, a local flooring company. And when I got back the final digital images, the shots took me to another place. They were better than the original moment that they were captured. Well, you're not seeing Yeah, you're staying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what I want to be able to deliver with a client. And that's, there's a certain... Well, that goes back to me saying, until you're there, mm -hmm. you know, you can have all these ideas of what you're going to do. And all the brief planning in the world. Until you're in the space or the... Things happening in front of you, you you just react to it. Right. You know, I used to always say, just put me in there and I'll bring you back content. Ah. You know, tell me where you want to go. Right. Especially like doing social media and stuff. Uh -huh. You get a lot of jobs where they just, they need content. Yes, we know. And they need content with their employees and they need right. content with their products and right. their workspace and whether they're, Recruiting, whether they're financial, manufacturing. Right. Right. Like recruiting new employees. Right. Like it's important. Are, they put a lot of work into that. Right. You know, creating, this is what the work environment's like. This is what our people look like. Right. Well, you fit in here. Right. You know, it's image is everything, like it, we were saying. It is. And so you're capturing that for companies, not just for the end product, but for culture building how they bring in, bring in new employees and associates for HR. So, and how, and how they're perceived on their, you know, the website. Right. The clients can go, especially like lawyers and financial people. And, you know, all these, all these people need to compete. So we do try to get the personality of the employees and the, and the, the workspace and the, even their clients. Sometimes they bring their clients in and they want, to show that camaraderie. Right. The closeness, the right. connection, whatever. Connection. And it's funny because of the, the one client I work with, they it's a growing law firm. They're 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 expanding, expanding, expanding. They just they, they're doing very well. I did a big, you know, content shoot with them. Mm -hmm. 
you know, them doing meetings and meeting with clients and blah, 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 you know, what they do. Right. Showing them in a, you know, strong, you know. Brand stance. Building their brand. Right. And so after that, we got talking one day and he's like, well, I'm going to have all my employees on the website, you know, so this is our team from this office, this office, this office. Sure. And we got talking and. We just don't want it to be a headshot. We want to have a little personality. You know, we want these people to look real. And again, these are real people. You know, they're <laughs> they're in their mind thinking they're going to come in and be all loosey goosey and right, you know, right. like looking their best. And right. they come in, they're all nervous. They're sweating. They're like, right. you know. So I have a certain amount of time to calm them down, relax them, get them in right. there, and try to get the right image back to the company. Yeah. Right. And it's not just one image, it's just like a series. Right, right, It's right. like, uh, you know, a three-shot series of… You know, oh, so is that the art direction you Not only is it a headshot, then it's, a, you know, like a three-quarter body shot. Okay. A lot of people have problems with their I know. appearance I know. I know. in this world. And right. they're putting it out there. So, I got that to work with. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and right. I really, uh, you know… I really try to get them to look as the best that they can look. Right. And feel good about and it. And feel good about it. And I, before they leave my presence, I show them a couple, you know, look, don't you, oh, that does look good. That's yeah. not, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. So, so there's a it's, lot it's, of psychology in a photo shoot. Well, the kind of stuff I'm doing now. Yeah. yeah. You know, the real people. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And I know this about you that you are one of the most well, read, or I should say, well, listen to rock and roll enthusiasts. I mean, you love music. Not, not everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's you everything. Know, it's everything. It's every, I'm on the real heavy uh, traditional country stage. Present. <laughs> present time. And uh, just there's something about it. Makes, so, makes me feel good. Well, you've turned me on to it too. Because I came from, obviously, my early days were, you know, you and I tell stories of us being okay. in a, a black Camaro, listening to ACDC yeah. very loud. And black like, Sabbath. And, <laughs> right. You know, and I stone, know. A lot of stones. We listen lot to of stones. a lot of stones. And um, you understand music at a very primitive level that is the most sincere moment of the music. I think you get that. And I know one of your favorite artists is you've named after, or you, you named your son after one of your favorite artists. Oh, yes. Hank Sr. Yes. I didn't name him Hank Sr. No, <laughs> you named him Hank, <laughs> Hank Wilson. Yes. But the artist. Which is close to Hank Williams, so. Yes. Yes, it is. But he was a guy that, I mean, this was, goes back, this is back in the early 90s before I had children. And you know, I could listen to a uh, Hank Williams record and totally unwind. Mm-hmm. A few drinks, Hank hollering in the house, right? You know, nice and loud, and I don't know. I really bonded with these songs because they're they're sad songs, man. Well, he lived guy, fast. He yeah, lived that's fast. a whole other story. But right. The impact that this guy had. If you've ever you want to listen to some great lyrics, he is iconic. Probably the greatest country music. Singer, songwriter. songwriter of all time. And he only recorded for like six years, six seven, seven years, years. Yeah. And died at 29 years old. Right, right. 
but he achieved. And I always say, I remember reading an article that they said he was like the original punk rocker. Exactly. He achieved. Had booze problem, drug problem. Women's problem. Women's problem. Life, (laughs) you know, body, he had a bad back. Right. You know, he had issues. Jail. But in those six and a half years, punk, the country, alt country, all kinds of things are traced. All. Oh, yeah. Right to that. Yeah. Like you're saying, the songwriting capability, the lyrics. Very bluesy songs. Yeah, yeah. You know. What, you said the songs are sad, but they bonded, you bonded with them. Why do you think that is? Probably emotional, con, you know, contact, just mm-hmm. feeling, you know. Right. I and mean, the authenticity. What, yeah. And that's that's what I mean. It's a connection of the, you know, the the human connection. Right, right. And photography and image building and songwriting and music all do that, the human connection, right? right. I remember the, I first, mean, the first time you and I, it wasn't the first time, it was a time where you, the class was opening up for The Who. Do you remember that we went to that concert uh, yeah. together? Mm-hmm. And Pontiac Silverdome. See, you have a better memory than me. And weren't they? Eddie Money was on that bill too. Eddie Money, who we opened up for later once we got signed. Yeah. Right? How weird is that? Full circle. <laughs> it is weird. Now he's gone. And I just died. Yeah. But, but you know, I don't know where you're going with this, but the yeah. thing I remember about that was Eddie Money killed. He was in Detroit. Yeah. That place was going nuts for Eddie Money. I know. Because, we're like, what's going on you here? Know, we I gained a new respect for Eddie Money as, as he aged and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and, too. Uh, Matured as an artist. Yeah, I totally great, agree He with had you. some great songs he wrote. But anyway. He, he did. But here's what I was going to. It goes, how how the bill go? Was it Eddie Money, The Clash? Eddie Money, The, the Clash, Clash, and the who. the who. Okay. So The Clash is playing, and I think it's right after Combat Rock came out. Is that right? I think so. And so they're playing, and they're getting booed. Remember that? Oh, yeah. They were getting booed. They were we, singing, should I stay or should, should I, I go? go? And the crowd would yell, go. Go. <laughs> I'm telling you, I never, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But the do you cl- fucking Clash. Sorry. No, you're allowed to. <laughs> that, that adjective is important in front of the class. Yeah. So my point, my point is, do you remember they get booed off and the who comes on stage? And the first thing, I think Pete Townsend is wearing a Clash t-shirt. Do you remember that? He read the ride act is what I remember. Yeah. And then he <laughs> got up on the mic and said... Don't ever boo these guys off stage. You probably just booed probably the greatest rock band of ever. all time. That's what he said, right? Yeah. Unbelievable endorsement, brand to brand. Yeah, no kidding. Right? You know. So, of all your photography, what's the one thing for 30 years of photography that photography has taught you about looking at life or how to live life? What's the you one know, thing? You know, it's introduced me to a lot of things. You know what I mean? I've been in places that I never would have gone any other, you know, any other way. I never would have had access to it, you know. Yeah. So it's been a U.S. Steel plant, you know, in Lorraine. Right. Well, it was a trip. You know, I was in there for a week. It was a hell on earth. You know, I've been in where premature babies are and photographed premature babies. I mean, the impact. And I had kids, you know, like coming out of there. Right. Right. I don't know. I like that part of what I do. So it interest it opens up doorways to things yeah. you would never. I've, I've seen, seen things I never. I've learned things, 
you've seen guys do surgery with, uh, you know, robotics. Right. Been That's in awesome. there during hip surgery. I was in <laughs> hip surgery. One time. I'll tell you a funny story. We're in there at uh, some hospital in Cleveland. Yeah. We're taking a picture of this. He was some famous surgeon doing hip or uh, shoulder surgery. Yeah. Like replace the shoulder. And we're kind of waiting in the the lounge for the doctors and the lounge for, for the surgeons. Every table had an ashtray full of cigarettes. <laughs> you know, it smelled like smoke. There right. was boxes of donuts. Right. These are like cardiac surgeons and stuff. And vending machine sandwiches. And me and the guy I was with, we just kept looking at each other going, this is what doctors, <laughs> this is how doctors live. <laughs> anyway, so we go into the surgery and the doctor comes in and he's like, the surgeon comes in and he's like a giant man. Like mm-hmm. just not, not like. He's just big, big build. Broad shoulders. Yeah. Big arms. Yeah. He's wearing, he's wearing hip waders. Okay. Got his mask on and everything. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, or he, he can tell we're looking at his hip waders and he goes. It gets pretty messy in here. (laughs) And he's in waiters. He's in waiters. (laughs) Because it gets messy. Well, thank you, Craig, very much for being on the podcast. This is great. Um, And thanks for sharing your journey, it sounds like, your life's journey through a lens and being a professional photographer. Thanks. Thanks for having me. 